Okay, so all things are possible for those that believe. What a statement. And it's true for every relationship in our lives to become a powerful force of positivity. Today, how kinetic belief is all that's required for manifesting our best relationships in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for an adventure of attracting and manifesting our best lives. If you'd like to send an email, you can send it to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. stephencanyon.com is the website. Greetings to you, Miss Maggie. Yeah, it's a beautiful day, Steve. It really is. How much fun was Yellowstone? Oh my goodness, it was amazing. Can you believe we made it? No. We decided to to do it. We jumped in there and we went camping for, can you believe it, six nights. (laughs) Yes, I can actually. Six nights out by the Snake River. It was amazing, wasn't it? it, uh, They said it was still some snow melt that was filling up the river as it poured out of Yellowstone. Beautiful. The green, the wildlife, the sunshine. Mm, just, I love that. It may be my favorite place on earth. You I say love that Jackson. about everywhere we go. No, 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 no I don't. It's, <laughs> Jackson Hole just has such a special energy to it. The Tetons and mm, I can't get enough. Mountain biking. And I saw one of my favorite birds, the osprey. Mm, specifically um, it's native to mostly uh, it's a western osprey and you found find a lot of them yeah out in the uh the tetons and i loved watching them swoop over the water and and obviously they were seeing some fish in there lots and lots of fish they eat fish it's called a seahawk did you know that the osprey is beautiful bird though it's kind of very majestic looking Mm -hmm. beautiful Ah. oh so just so blessed so grateful to get to spend time in places like that because you feel it's one thing to feel restored physically but it takes something special to be restored spiritually and emotionally and just to feel that such a strong sense of, of being centered and oh, just find a hygge in the outdoors now i gotta be honest <laughs> yes. with all of our friends i missed you guys by the way last Me week we, now we had the best of intentions to podcast <laughs> every day last week and uh, we even our equipment is it enables us to be able to set up out by a river or yes. out in the woods wherever we go and we, we had everything to do that <laughs> But we didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, we our intentions were to, to do, so don't judge us by what we do, okay? Judge us by our good we intentions. No. It was the thought that counts. We had our equipment. Uh, and well, I you had, know, sometimes you just, you think you're going to do, accomplish all these things in your mind and your body. Just say, hang on a second, sit down, look at the sunshine, look at the mountains, take a moment, stop it. It's kind of like the movie where, you know, don't take the, don't take the picture of the snow leopard. <laughs> Right. Just let it become you. Let it, happen. Let it yes. happen. Just watch. Just look yeah. at it. And we right. do. We are usually engaging and working. I have to say, all the time, no matter where we are, no matter where we go. So that was that was odd for us to kind of unplug like that. It was it was interesting. Was it, and it was guilt free, wasn't it? <laughs> it was totally. I had to guilt-free. fight it though. <laughs> Get off me! I'm uh, not going to be guilty. My favorite part <laughs> is when uh, we just took our chairs out and literally just sat down in a chair in the middle of the Snake River in to the cool river. off. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You know what was going to be uh, just for a few minutes turns out to be hours oh my goodness just, whiling away the day oh, again just so grateful and for then that camping time. under the stars while the Presides uh, meteor shower was what? taking place and, and it's just all coming together and you could see the the moon as it was cresting and it was sitting on top of yes. top of a mountain that was across the river and you could literally see the hawks that were nesting up there it looked like they were circling the moon oh. 
And then you have the stars and you got the river. You're just pinching yourself going, is this real? Is this really happening? Oh, and then we had Pandora playing music and we're looking at the moon and your song August Moon comes on. Yeah. Spoiler. (laughs) Everything's just, (laughs) it was amazing. Everything's just intersecting. Isn't it wild? Uh, Mm. And you know, it's funny because I love Jackson Hole and I go crazy for it. And then I think, oh goodness, we better get out of here before winter comes. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very we different. It's yeah. a very different place. Well, we, we're back in the uh, desert now and yeah. setting all kinds of heat uh, temperature oh records. Goodness, and yeah. but we're going to be pulling Phenomenal. up out of here and heading up to um, where are we going next? We're going up to the mountains of of Utah. Mm, yeah. yeah, beautiful up there. It's going to be a nice and cool, cool. seventy-five so degrees. To it. All right, <laughs> so, so let's excited. get the other business since we have procrastinated yeah. just a little bit. Today we're going to talk yeah. about what about challenging relationships? Whoa! And I think all of us can relate in some way. You to, think? Yeah. You ever had a challenging relationship in your life? Come on. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. almost hilarious because this? is there anything that I don't know if anything that could unite the world more than. The idea that. of of the relationships mm-hmm. we have to navigate, challenging, and maybe oh. you're the one that's challenging. Maybe in the relationship. I, I think I've probably played both sides of that role. Yeah. In my life. Well, let's talk about that yeah. because you know kinetic belief is a thing that we overlay for our lives to live our best lives. Yes, it is. And we often I run into this question quite a bit when we're doing uh, our retreats or even just from emails. People want to know, well, what do I do about? My husband, my wife, my kid, my mom, my dad, my neighbor, mm-hmm. that challenging, that the relationship the boss, I have, friend. Yeah, yeah, I found myself in and I'm doing all these things, but I can't seem to, to work out the flaws. Do I just run away from them? What do I do to change my life? <laughs> do I run away there is screaming? an answer to this and it's going to, I think, surprise a lot of people how we deal with relationships in the same way, actually, that we do with just about every other dilemma in our lives as mm. kinetic believers. I like that concept that if you can conquer this one way of living and doing things, it really can permeate all these different aspects of life so that we're not just sort of relearning how to how to live every time a new situation comes up. Unlike in most psychology uh, endeavors, you know, you'll handle one thing one way and another another way. Kinetic believers actually can take that one concept of kinetic belief and overlay it to over anything yes. that is a challenge in our lives. So. Mm. Look, without unwavering belief, it's not possible to enjoy a peaceful, prosperous, intimate relationship with someone else while remaining loyal to your personal convictions, to your articles of faith. The one characteristic that is shared by all those who are living a great life is that they work at having unwavering kinetic beliefs. Yes. Now, this is true for manifesting great relationships or becoming great in any area of life. Again, it works for every area. Look, we see a belief that's not double-minded in the, in the person historically of Abraham Lincoln, uh, Lincoln during the darkest days of the American Civil War. We see an unwavering belief in Washington at Valley Forge during the Revolutionary War. We see the results of kinetic belief with David Livingstone, who was a Scottish physician and an explorer in Africa. He's one of the most popular British heroes of the late 19th century Victorian era. In Livingstone's journey, he faced tremendous difficulties in his life. And these included strong winds, violent storms, food, water shortages, starvation. He had issues with his crew members. And Livingstone was a crippled physician on a mission, and his determination, the immovable power of kinetic belief, set his soul on fire to be able to illuminate how wrong the slave trade was, which he abhorred. And we see it in Martin Luther. Look, we see unwavering belief in all human creatives Mm. 
who've attained individual greatness in the world. And their, their success was not due to some kind of superior intellect. It's not, it wasn't because of a position of favor. Uh, who their who their mom and dad was, what side of the tracks they grew up on. Every great person of peace and prosperity attained this status by attracting their immovable expectations for what they believe to manifest. Some of the greatest resistance any human creative will ever encounter will be from negative sourced influencers. Wow, yes, so true. Relationships that are aligned with the advancement of our genius for life. It doesn't matter if it's the neighbor, the wife, the husband, whoever. Any relationships that is aligned with our, the advancement of our genius, formed within an alliance, and, and that's what it takes, is a, a spirit of agreement and harmony, um, an equitable championing, edifying, celebration, where there is encouragement and all of those things, one for the other, mm-hmm. uh, is a requirement. So we are, but here's the deal. We are only responsible for ourselves. You're not responsible for your wife and how she acts and doesn't act and her attitude. And and the missus is not responsible for for you, sir, and how you act. And we're not responsible for each other. We're responsible for ourselves, even in those relationships. And so if we want change, we change ourselves. And that's such a good point for us, all of us to remember, because when you are in these incredibly intimate, close, confined quarter, if you will, relationships, you do sort of start sort of few together and and it is very easy to feel that sense of responsibility for a partner somebody who's just who you're living life with day in and day out I mean we've all experienced it that person you spend all that time with you know you're quite literally finishing each other's sentences and you sort of share a share a brain that feels like sometimes so separating those things out is so vital yeah so we resist negative influencers and the energetics of destruction and if we resist those, anything that, look, the, the way the law of attraction works is anything that you resist, you will not attract. Anything that you're open to and you consider and you think about and you dwell upon, those are the things that you attract. Yeah. So if you resist by not considering it and thinking upon it and dwelling on it and trying to define uh, negative influencers and the things that they're saying to you and about you and the way that they are uh, you know what what you think they're thinking about you and you're considering those if you don't if we don't do that then those energetics of destruction will leave us they cannot be attracted to yes. where there's not an energetic for attracting that in other words where there's no alignment for attraction either good or bad things simply will not they cannot exist in our lives. So what do we what do we do when we're we're participating and we're following the instructions that you're giving us now and then that voice pops up in our heads and says Oh, you need to stand up for yourself. You're, you can't let this person just walk all over you. You have to respond. You have to put your foot down. Well, first of all, that notion is absolutely correct. Stand up for yourself. But you have to re, we have to redefine how we stand up for mm-hmm. ourselves. The That's way good. we stand up for ourselves is to not consider it. That's good. We stand up for ourselves by not thinking about it and in trying to figure out, is that negative thing true about me? Look, mm-hmm. if it's negative, it's not true. If it's negative, it's not true. So we don't consider it. An unwavering kinetic belief, which is a thought formed by an imagination, activated by words and acted upon, which is a kinetic belief for advancing our mind, body, and soul toward the principle of life, which is abundance. The principle of life is growth. The principle of life is health and prosperity and peace and joy. The principle of life is our genius of life 
It's our genius of purpose, which we come into the natural with before it's unadulterated. And, and, and I mean, while it is unadulterated and it hasn't been affected by negative source influence, the original individual that each person represents will always attract and manifest victory over every destructive thing. So when that idea, that notion shows up that says, you know, you need to stand up for yourself, this is how you do it. Yeah. By moving into that unwavering belief for your original genius of purpose for living this life. So without kinetic belief for the principle of life, it is not possible to attract our best life. So I have kind of a really specific question about the process you're describing here. Um, let's say that there's a person in your life that is spewing that negativity toward you and they're sort of a belligerent presence. It's someone that you're around all the time um, and you're saying ignore it. And then that, again, that little voice is like, well, how is this going to work itself out? Because this person, they just won't leave, you know, or they won't leave me alone. Are you sort of suggesting that when we focus on the positive and we sort of spurn the negative and we and we practice kinetic belief that that takes care of itself in a sense that um the person won't be able to stick around or that the relationship will change in a, in a way that that you don't have to endure that forever well here's what happens and, and that's a good word endure here's what begins to happen when and it goes back to uh, resist and it will flee from you resist mm. and it will not be attracted to you well, how do we resist that oh, that's good. we don't do it by by taking a swing at the person we don't resist <laughs> it by arguing with it we don't resist it by um, trying to have a debate about whether or not we are lousy or not or wrong or right debating and swinging and getting down into those same energetics is attracting it. Mm -hmm. That's what it feeds upon. And that's what will continue the cycle of these wow. round robin conversations, negative conversations and bad relationships in our lives because we entangle with it. Mm -hmm. In quantum physics, it's the law of entanglement and it is what keeps it attracted to us. Um, so it, it is a a misnomer to believe that we're resisting something by arguing, yeah. resisting something yeah. by telling another person, well, you're wrong and I'm right. That's not resistance, not on the energetic level. And that's a fascinating concept to remember and realize and even just to recognize within our own life that when you argue and when you engage that negativity, mm -hmm. you're not going to set it straight. You're not going to get rid of it that way. You're actually creating that vacuum that's going to keep pulling it in and keep pulling it in. You're doing this to yourself over and over again. And so the idea that the opposite's going to be true when you, when you, work out your kinetic belief through this positive attraction. That's just, no, that's very cool. You know, imagine two people climb into the ring to have a boxing match and one person thinks, well, I'm going to win this fight. Well, nobody really wins because there has to be a boxing match to get to the end of it. Mm. So you, you're in that ring, that vacuum. You're in an atmosphere that is right for the fight. Yeah. And so as long as you're participating in the scramble, mm -hmm. then the scramble is going to take place regardless of who wins the debate. And I love what you said, you know, resist and it will flee. And what a great motto to remember and to live by every single day, just reminding yourself that I am resisting negativity. I'm, I'm instituting positivity and in knowing that negativity will flee from you. That's, that's wonderful. The person who has no kinetic belief for the principle of life will always remain victimized by the principle of decay, which attracts destructive manifestations. Yeah. The principle of decay is negative energetics. Either it's from your own imagination or it's in a relationship with yeah. someone else. Yes. Those things that are attracted to form our best lives 
depend upon a sustained viewpoint for desire. You have to, we have to imagine it, we have to think about it, dwell upon it. We have to talk about it and act upon it. And if something shows up in our life from, here we're talking about other people, that is a contradiction to what we've chosen as an article of faith, as a conviction, and it's a contradiction, then we cannot, we, we must not replace a thought with a negative thought or an action with a negative action or one of our kinetic belief uh, talking points, the story that we're, we've begun to tell ourselves with the story that's showing up trying to uh, interact and replace our chosen belief. Wow. So this is how we resist, by going to our journal, our Law of Attraction guided journal, and we are constructing and blueprinting the life that we imagine to see and think about and dwell upon and talk about and act upon. Mm. And then we allow anyone else that is going to come in and edify us and encourage and celebrate and champion, and we're going to do that in like kind, access to us so that it can be a part of the building of the, the new idea, the new individual that we are reconstructing and recreating. If someone is not willing to fit into that, we, don't make, we can't make accommodations for that. Otherwise, we are, it's destructive not only to ourselves, but we're not unconditionally loving them at the same time. You know, it's funny you mentioned the journal, and I actually had a, an interesting perspective on the journal this morning because I'm usually pretty vigilant about making really good lists about what I want to accomplish every single week, and I didn't really do that over the weekend for the first time in a long time, and I woke up this morning thinking what the heck am, am I going to do today? I couldn't even remember all of these things that I wanted to accomplish. And it really made, reminded me of the journal because that not that what it is? It allows you to wake up every day and to, to reimagine and remember exactly what you're working on. And without that, you sort of feel like you're just having Groundhog Day starting over and over and over again. What did I want to manifest? What was this relationship? What was I supposed to do? So it, it really is sort of that anchor that just keeps you in that really beautiful, straight and narrow line of, of manifesting power that, that we're all just see- seeking. That's, that's all any of us are wanting, right, out of kinetic belief. Marvelous, the marvelous thing about the sun arising on each new day is that it's a, it's a reset of sorts. And we're going to reset with each morning, with each day. We're going to either reset back to the negative thing or we're going to reset back to the positive thing. Mm -hmm. And for the kinetic believer, we're resetting back to our expectations, to our journal. Uh, the, The abundant life in every area depends upon the correct holistic expectation for all things. And that's where we begin our days. So that's a great point. Look, for many of us, Athletes, for example, are some of our earliest inspirational figures. And I found in in my own life inspiration uh, from Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Bjorn Borg, the tennis player, Nadia Comaneci, probably before your time, the great (laughs) gymnast, Michael Phelps, and, and so many others. All these people, and people we don't even know the names of, but they rise to overcome great odds becoming the best that they can possibly be through the determination of kinetic belief that they begin with each morning and they follow it with the hard work, with the action that they imagine themselves participating in. And there were certainly many inspirational athletes, and one in particular I remember, well, I don't remember, 
personally, but I've read about from the 1904 <laughs> Olympics in St. Louis. You look good, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> it's kinetic belief. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis, which were the first Olympic Games held in the United States, is why I find it interesting. But few of those athletes faced such odds with such incredible results as a local St. Louis athlete by the name of George Iser. Iser was a German immigrant who first settled in St. Louis in the late 1800s. And regardless of who you are, where you're from, what your education is, there is no, no thing that can stop a human creative who practices kinetic belief from manifesting anything that we can think of or imagine. George Iser lost his left leg early in life after being hit by a train. But it didn't stop him from training for the Olympics. And by the end of the 1904 Olympics, Iser had won six medals competing against athletes who had no disabilities whatsoever. Wow. Iser won gold in the parallel bars, gold in the 25-foot rope climb, and perhaps most incredibly, a gold medal in the vault. And, and this is an event which, at that particular time, leaping required uh, over a gymnastic horse without the aid of a springboard, which we see them use now. Oh my so just right off the, the wow. ground, he, he leapt over and... Cold-footed. Won the gold. So, wow. And he also won silver in the pommel horse and a four-event all-around, as well as a bronze <laughs> in the horizontal bar. Oh George Iser is a perfect example of what someone who used the power of kinetic belief to never cave in and quit or give up can accomplish, regardless of the fact that he was missing a leg. Belief manifested his desire. So with the practice of kinetic belief, look, all things are possible for those who believe. Yes. All things, regardless of who you are. That is it. Here's what I cannot overemphasize. If we get, if, if we get up and we begin to practice kinetic belief every day and we do it consistently, not once a month, not once a week, but every single day, if you can get what I'm about to say, you can overlay this with every situation, every circumstance, every relationship in your life in order to navigate your expectations positively. A kinetic belief creative learns, relearns to see the world around them and other human beings and every challenge in this life. And what I mean by challenge is a challenge to your chosen desire for success in every area. It, that's a challenge. Anything that comes in as is, is, is a contradiction to try to turn you away from your greatest expectation for finances, for prosperity, health, whatever it is. Um, kinetic belief creatives learn to see the world and every challenge as unfinished and incomplete works. In other words, when a person comes up and challenges me negatively, holistically, I'm seeing this person as an unfinished and an incomplete work rather than a challenge. I'm seeing this obstacle in my life as an unfinished and incomplete work rather as instead of a challenge. Look, the world began with very crude forms of life, but each one was exactly as it was designed to be for its time in its place. And then down through all the successive ages of the earth, each stage of life was perfect after its own kind. Each, with all of its flaws and imperfections, every form of life has flaws. Every form of life has imperfections. However, it's still perfect in of itself. And each form of life from the beginning of time on this planet was followed by a higher version of form, a higher version of what previously was. 
the correct viewpoint. Now listen very carefully. The correct viewpoint. Everybody listen. Listen. <laughs> Keep driving, but, but just listen very carefully. <laughs> correct viewpoint is that all things are advancing toward perfected completion. In other words, all things includes ourselves and other people, but, it, but we're all advancing to become something better and different. And if we're to be successful in this life, then a correct worldview is absolutely vital so that we're not challenged by it. So we don't, we don't get down and start wrestling with, with um, uh, monsters and, and shadows and wrestling with things that don't really even exist. Here's the accurate viewpoint for our worldview. The Creator's work is not finished with the universe. It's not complete. It's not finished with us. Mm-hmm. However, naturally, physically, and socially, the world is perfect for this time, after its own kind. Are human beings, are human creatives complete? No, we're not. But we've been given a sense of belief to advance ourselves beyond what we want to change about ourselves. Sure, there are lots of things that are not perfect, But for this time, it's exactly as it should be. The advancement of human enlightenment is not finished, but it's perfect after its kind for this time. In other words, all is well. All is good and as it should be. Now, this is the secret to never being stressed out. This is the secret to to understanding why things seem to be coming against you, either from people or circumstances. This is the secret right here, never being stressed out, to having peace and joy while pursuing our creative purpose within the energetics of unconditional love. The accurate viewpoint is that there's nothing wrong with anything. There's nothing wrong with the person you're living with. There's nothing wrong with mom, dad, brother, sister, kid, whatever. Nothing wrong. Actually, now brace yourself. There's nothing wrong with anybody today. No more than there was anything wrong with a person living 4,000 years ago. They were 4,000 years ago exactly as they should have been for that time. Were they finished? No. But they were exactly as they should have been for their time. No more than we should become angry with a baby for being a baby. It's perfect after its kind for its time while it continues to advance. Likewise, is the person who's been stressing you out. If, are they a finished work? Well, you'd be the first one to say no. <laughs> but they are exactly as they should be for their time. And they are not yours to judge or to use your dominion to change. Are you, are you and am I finished? No. But we are exactly as we should be for this moment, perfect after our kind. With every fact of our lives, it's from this perspective that we consider all things. And then by aligning ourselves with the positive energetics of love and life, the advancing universe, we align ourselves with the nature of creation, which is a positive presence, which is expanding for the enjoyment of all. All things in creation are good, although not finished, all things are good for its time. Nothing is bad. And the same is true for nature, which is good and has no evil. Nature's not finished as she is, but nature was designed to give to the human spirit more each day than she did in the past. Nature is an expression of our creator who is love. Nature, although perfect after its kind, it's not finished yet in the same way that we're not finished. Life is full of challenges to this viewpoint of accepting things and people as they are. 
But for the KB creative who refuses to consider negative influencers and refuses to align themselves with negative energetics or to participate in fear-filled thoughts, those are the people that are freed from every insecurity. Wow, I feel like what you're really teaching us today is is a fresh perspective on seeing how fluid everything really is and how quickly things are changing and growing and morphing and not just within ourselves but within others around us and in the in the universe and 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 it's kind of this beautiful thought, isn't it, that we're all sort of part of this continuum of life where it it it's you know, yes, we're passing through, but we have these very vital roles to play. And you can really change the past, present, and future with your own positivity and the way that you're living your life. And I was all, it also struck me how you were really laying out the power of living by example instead of going in on people and, and, and sort of forcing this sort of instruction on them, you know, recognizing it, it also made, it made me think of teenagers. Um, and how, isn't that sort of this age old thing that adults, when they see teenagers, you forget everything that you were at that age. Um, but then recognizing that just like you said, the, the baby thing, you know, don't get mad at a baby for being a baby. There's this sort of disconnect from where we are now to where we've been and where we're going and opening our eyes and recognizing what you're teaching us about this fluidity of life. It's, it's just incredibly powerful and you can really, you really get a strong sense of what you're accepting and, and how powerful that perspective can be on, well, just the life that we're living. Well, this is the power of being an individual. The individualistic approach of life does, does not need to defend itself. Yes, uh, The individual right. uh, understands that their subjective reality is their truth. It's when we try to become one with a collective that mm. we all of a sudden have a, a sense of need to defend the objective reality. Yeah. In other words, if you don't agree with me, then we have to fight. Right. And then the winner wins the reality of the situation. Yes. But the individualistic approach is that I am unique. You're wonderfully made. Each person is divinely created as an individual. And then as that individual, there's no one else, nothing else just like you. So you celebrate your subjective reality, your subjective purpose, and you don't have to defend that. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. You don't need to be validated Mm -hmm. because you're celebrating your subjective purpose, your genius of purpose for this way, for this life. And as long as you don't have to defend that, in other words, a tree doesn't have to defend itself (laughs) to prove that it's a tree. It has a subjective purpose for being just mm. that in its unique self. So another part of this, it sounds like, is living boldly, doing this in a in a positively aggressive way. Like you said, you don't have to answer for the fact that you're living an individualistic life and that it's going to look different and be different and be diverse. And and But then that also sort of puts you on this course of being responsible for celebrating diversity in other people. And not just that they're different, but that, like you said, they are on at different points of their journey and their learn, their learning process. The original purpose for the collective is to bring the divergent, individualistic, mm. uh, uh, human creative into the fold of, of humanity and be a larger expression of itself and, rather than a diminished one. And it's easy to understand how dangerous um, that collective mindset is when you, ex- like, after what you've explained to us today, for example, because it's quite literally, you know, the the square peg into a round hole scenario it's not what we were created to be it's not how we were created to live and so we're quite literally fighting nature when we participate in those lifestyles and so to be a kinetic believer is the most natural 
uh, creator-centric thing of all. To be a kinetic believer is how we successfully live this life and yes. beyond. Yes. Look, there's a deep-rooted human nature that's formed by the negative energetics of decay. Uh, and it's through the exposure to influencers, caring about what others think, needing to be validated by the expectations of others. And that's what that will manifest a desperation within us to remain chained to defeat and failure and to be defined by others. And the negative human nature, which isn't original to our state of being, like you said, when we arrived in the natural, it will always be there whispering whispering these little ugly reminders of what's been said and done and, and and reminding us of what we've believed to be personal failures. Well, remember that time when you didn't live up to what you said you could do, all those things. And if we listen to those things and consider those and think and dwell upon those things, the negative imaginations are tightening the shackles that have held so many back for most of their lives. In other words, people feel absolutely powerless under the weight of insecurity. But the good news is this, the authority to be able to neutralize the threat of condemnation and doubt and everything that's born of fear has already been placed into our creative hands. We have the authority. We have the dominion. We have the ability to subjectively choose what we're going to believe and see that come to pass in our own lives. And then at some point in time, the successful kinetic believer stops questioning whether or not they have the strength to wield their creative dominion and authority. We stop questioning our own ability. We stop questioning our level of intelligence. We stop questioning whether or not we can attract and, and change circumstances uh, to, to our benefit and everyone else's. Look, that day comes when we know what to do and we've had enough. And you, we, put, we stomp our proverbial foot and put it down and we say, and that's when we choose to use kinetic belief. We're not just going to think about it anymore. We're not going to think about well, the what ifs and just dream these mm-hmm. impossible dreams and think about you know, what life could be if only I had another shot at it. No, look, once the revelation knowledge of who we really are becomes us, what happens is it transforms us. It's like the morphing butterfly or the, the caterpillar into the butterfly. And we no longer have any excuses for allowing insecurities to remain in our lives, especially where other people are concerned. So you're really describing almost a mindset of being settled as a kinetic believer, settled in who you are and, and your abilities. Um, does that come with practice or how, how do we achieve that level? Um, it it kind of made me think about growing up playing the violin and I remember when we, when my sister and I, who played together, we first learned music for uh, weddings to play for weddings, and it, you know, we really had to concentrate for those first few. And then, you know, by the fiftieth one, you can be playing and sort of lean over and have a conversation <laughs> while you're playing because it had become second nature. It, it became um, as second nature as, as breathing. It was so automatic, and I like to think that that. Kinetic belief, the practice of it can become like that too. Well, the practice is absolutely necessary, but it's how we practice that really makes the difference or not. And like mm-hmm. your, your, your example, you've even given the example before that, you know, you had a teacher that stopped you from practicing the mistake, stopped you from practicing the stop. True. Because he said that if you practice uh, stopping to correct yourself, then that becomes yeah. part of the, the procedure. Yeah, would, so it's uh-huh. how we practice that makes say, the difference. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. That's right. <laughs> no and matter so, what. 
there, there are there are a lot of kinetic belief practitioners that will try it, mm. and they will they will try the thoughts, they will try the imagination, they'll try the blueprinting of the expected yeah. life, and then someone comes up and they challenge that, and then they practice the challenge. You can practice nervous energy and can, and become really good at it. Mm. You can practice anxiety and become really good at it. You can practice doubt and become good at it. Now, what I have found to be the case, it's the person who gets their back up and says, "I've had enough," and stomp their foot and they get angry at failure and angry at defeat, angry at fear and say, I've had enough and I will not tolerate it anymore. And this is how we get rid of low self-esteem. I cannot overemphasize the importance of healing from low self-esteem. It's when we say we've had enough and we become a kinetic belief practitioner and we will dogmatically, unwaveringly believe what we choose to believe and we will accept nothing less, nothing less not even one degree less, nothing less. In fact, we're expecting more. The greater is always yet to come. And so all, all that any kind of low self-esteem does is open the door to self-pity. And self-pity opens the door to discouragement, which then brings oppression. And oppression destroys lives. That's why it's so vital to, to finally get to the place where you've had enough and you won't tolerate anymore. Mm. And what a great concept of, you know, taking that, that sense of... of failures in the past and flipping it and turning it into this dogmatic personality where you won't accept anything less anymore because you've seen the rock bottom and you and you're very familiar with what it feels like and so that only way being up thing can I love the idea of harnessing that and and allowing it to propel you into this new way of living it's great and you know it's, it's another way of saying I refuse to continue to sound the depths anymore I know that's deep I know that I can go deep <laughs> there and I can go deep over here I can consider that stuff and yeah. I can consider this and we're just not going to do it anymore the KB Creative handles every challenge the exact same way that the elite athlete climbs a mountain or runs a race. Right. How do we neutralize the threat of toxic relationships after all? How do we do this? Mm. I mean, you know, and so many of them can, can seem on the surface to be very complicated because of how intertwined they become through time. Yeah. Well, True. like the athlete. We refuse to entertain the thoughts of rejection and inadequacy that negative energetics will feed you if you'll consider it. And then what happens? We attract it. We talk back to those thoughts with the truth of our identity. And this is where we get to the place, like I said, we get our backs up and say, I've had enough. And we talk back to those thoughts with the truth of our identity. Now, I, I'm not saying talk back to the person that's bringing doubt and don't argue with that, but get off into the, your your space and your meditative place and you cast it down from there. We rewrite the story that we've been telling ourselves. We stop replaying the story of failure and inadequacy that someone else is trying to tell us. And we watch for our personal behaviors that stem from those insecurities and shut them down immediately when they show up. And that was a perfect word that you just used, neutralize. That's what all of this does. It neutralizes any negative situation that comes up because it's almost as if all of those situations are powder kegs and, and they're just sort of waiting to be exploded. They're just waiting for you to light this match under them and, and absolutely implode everything in your life. And so when you don't respond or you respond correctly and you stay in that positive energy vortex neutralize. What a perfect word. They are powder kegs. They're toxic. They are. And they're yeah. like a bomb waiting to go off. Mm. And so we stop comparing ourselves to others and including yeah. physically, intellectually, stop comparing ourselves financially with others, stop comparing ourselves professionally with others. We observe others for inspiration, not imitation. Right. 
We observe others for inspiration. We fall in love with our diversity, the things that make us different. <laughs> our weird little selves. Our weird little selves. <laughs> you know, I don't ad- I admire Michael Jordan because I'm going to go imitate him. Right. I admire him for inspiration because of his drive and his push mm, as an athlete. tenacity, And yeah. the tenacity. And I take that inspiration and I apply it to my giftings and the things in my life. And so we fall in love with our weird little selves, like <laughs> you say, and we stop and look, stop criticizing other people to elevate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't find fault in, yeah. in the best thing around us so that we can all of a sudden yeah. think that we're better than that was. That's a bad habit, isn't it? And it, and it just sneaks in so easily. You know, you're just offered up all of these uh, idiotic occurrences <laughs> every day that you, that, you know, it's like, don't you want to say, say how stupid this is? Don't you want to mm-hmm. say how idiotic this is? But it's all day, every day. Right. And so um, you've taught us already not to take the bait. And now we understand why more than ever. Well, and it, yes. <laughs> and it's through the practiced energetics of unconditional love, Meg, that we stop feeling a need to impress others or to be found acceptable and mm. validated in their eyes. Mm. We practice gratitude for all the things, for all things. Gratitude for all things and every and every fear and insecurity are permanently dislodged from our lives from the practice of gratitude. We get to the place where our security and how how we choose to live, it doesn't come because somebody told us it was good. Our insecurities don't come because somebody told us how how to live, how how we're living is bad. We love who we are and we couldn't care less either way about <laughs> what other people think. Well, and isn't that the absolute highest, most purest, most purest, that wasn't right. That works for me. The purest. It is the most purest. The yes, purest definition of freedom. When we could not care less what other people think, good or bad, that's when we know that we are free. Mm. Freedom, yes. Open to be yourself and to to live unashamedly of, of any way, anything you can imagine. Yes. How beautiful mm-hmm. and how and the reason it's beautiful is because it's as it was intended. Right. This is our original energy coming to fruition, coming to life. Um, how exciting that there's this very perfect, you know, you always tell us that perfected version version of us, it already exists. And so how exciting to sort of see him or her, you know, that being within us awaken and, and come through and manifest. Every person has a genius, a purpose that's unlike anybody else's genius because it only belongs to you. Yeah. And if you can think and do and be in a way that no one else can be, that's genius. Mm. Yeah. And it's in within everybody. And it so seems lo- like we locate that genius yes. in order to be to celebrate that and let it in, be an inspiration to others around. And when you when you lay it out like that, being an inspiration to others, that unique genius being ours only, you start to realize that you really are fulfilling a piece of the puzzle when you're operating this perfect energy and in your perfect original unique self because there are people who need your energy for inspiration and vice versa and so all of a sudden it just becomes this this really beautiful i mean imagine what the world would look like if every single person was operating in beautiful. kinetic belief and eventually it will look that way we are advancing <laughs> right along with the universe yes. toward perfected completion mm. mind body spirit and soul so exciting that's when we know we're free and living in peace and prosperity with a healthy yeah. life and we can because of the objective realities that you've taught us about today as well, 
I love that what you're describing is, is possible now in our life today. We can experience that even if the world hasn't caught up yet. Untether yourself to the negative energetics of the world around you and tether yourself to the advancing universe mm-hmm. and believe the best for your life because it yeah. already exists and the law of attraction through kinetic belief will manifest your yeah. best life. Boom. There it is. Well, let's work on some negative, uh, some negative. Let's don't do that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Don't you do that. Let's work on <laughs> let's funny. work on some guided thought forms. Some positive, positive guided thought forms. How about that? Yes. Well, okay. Let's how do guided thought forms work? Hmm. We know through quantum physics research that belief has power. The act of observation changes things. We know that. We were created with the ability to subjectively believe, speak, and see things change. Words are things. Words have substance, and research has revealed that repeating self-directed thought forms multiple times in a day, we begin developing a sense of kinetic belief in the words that we're speaking. Mm. And when we speak, we listen. When we listen, we believe. And when we repeat the phrases enough over and over, a new neural pathway is created for the newly stated belief. Mm. This is how the elite athlete eventually does the thing that Uh, that average person cannot do. This is how the millionaire becomes wealthy. This is how the KB creative lives their best lives. A powerful way to quickly attract circumstances to change is to repeat your affirmations. Actually, do it in front of a mirror while looking into your own eyes. Our eyes reflect the determination of our souls. Mm. And this is how we reprogram our subconscious with new uh, kinetic beliefs that will advance our self-esteem and change our expectations for what we will manifest into our lives. Just say this out loud. Say, I love myself for who I am. I love myself for who I am. I unconditionally love others. I unconditionally love others. And receive love when it's given. And I receive love when it's given. And I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. When it's not around. When it's not around. I am unique in my talents. I'm unique in my talents. And abilities, and I don't require validation from others. And abilities, and I don't require validation from others. I'm self-reliant. I am self-reliant. I'm creative. I am creative. And persistent in every Everything I do. And persistent in everything I do. I am grateful for all the wonderful things in my life. I'm grateful for all of the wonderful things in my life. Both past, present, and future. <laughs> past, present, and future. I am full of loving, healthy, positive, and prosperous thoughts. I'm full of lo- loving, healthy, prosperous, and positive thoughts. Which are attracting my life experiences. Which are attracting my life experiences. I am wonderfully made. I'm wonderfully made. A one of a kind. A one of a kind. With a genius of purpose. With a genius of purpose. And my dreams and aspirations. My dreams and aspirations. Are unique to myself. Are unique to myself. I do not need to prove myself to anyone. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. The proof of myself. The proof of myself. Is within me. Is within me. Right now. Right now. Beautiful. If you do want to pick up a copy of the guided journal that Stephen mentioned on today's podcast, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. Also, check out the Purpose Workbook while you're there. Wow, beautiful podcast today. Thank you so much for all the wisdom, Steve. I can't wait for tomorrow. Sending out love to all the KB creatives all over the world. Yes, sending all the love around the world. 